It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington Football. Welcome to the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm your host, David Harrison. My co-host, Chris Russell, has the episode off, but you can find him on Twitter at russellmania 621 Also find Chris over at the Team 980 and 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. Also covers your Washington football team for Sports Illustrated. Find me, David Harrison, on Twitter at dharrison82. And then find the show at Locked WFT Pod. Welcome, as always, to our returning listeners to the Locked on Washington Football Team podcast. If you're new to the show, we appreciate you stopping by. Hopefully, you like what you hear. Stick around for a little while. Subscribe to the show on your podcast provider of choice. Rate and review the show so that other fans of the franchise like you can find this show when they're looking for Washington football team content. Happy to be here with you on a Monday, hopefully to help get your week started off, right? We do have some news, some reports coming out, some speculation And then, of course, it's Monday, so we've got Mock Draft Monday, a mock draft coming from NBC Sports most recently that we're going to take a look at and evaluate just a little bit to see what they see in the future for the Washington football team. But, guys, we're going to start with a conversation about quarterbacks Alex Smith and a report from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler stating that the 36-year-old quarterback does want to play in the 2021-2022 NFL season, does not intend to retire. Fowler saying, quote, I'm told that Alex Smith, after a great comeback year, going 5-2 and two down the stretch, he does want to continue playing football. He's leaning that way, but he's got a large cap hit. Washington could save $13.6 million if they did move on, and many people around the league believe their answer at quarterback is not in the building. So maybe they could work something out with Smith, but he does want to play somewhere, end quote. Obviously, the future of Alex Smith and the quarterback situation with the Washington football team, it just in general has been up in the air and has been a question that we've been talking about all offseason long and we will continue to talk about until there is some sort of solution, whether that be the Washington football franchise trading for a veteran quarterback or even another quarterback out there to a tongue of Iloa is the name that has been thrown around a little bit in trade talks. However, the assumption there is that if Tua is traded from Miami, he's probably being traded to Houston in a package that then sends Deshaun Watson to Miami. So not sure if there's any other wiggle room there for Miami to be sending him elsewhere. Of course, another name that has come up in some of these conversations is quarterback Marcus Mariota, formerly starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans after being drafted second overall in the 2015 NFL draft, one spot behind Jameis Winston, who went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that first spot. Since leaving Tennessee, Marcus Mariota moved on to the Las Vegas Raiders, and there have been reports surfacing that the Washington football team is, quote, extremely interested, end quote, in trading for the former Titans and Oregon Ducks quarterback. One of those reports coming from Michael Lombardi of The Athletic, who recently had this to say about the matter. Doubt or no doubt. I've got a few on my sheet okay. here provided. Now, go ahead. Again, fire away, my man. Doubt or no doubt. The Raiders, Michael Lombardi, will be a playoff team in 2021. Doubt or no doubt. I doubt that. I really do. I doubt. I don't think they're going to fix the defense. You know, now there's a lot of conversations about Mariota getting traded. 
I know there's one team in the NFC East, the Washington football team, that's extremely interested in Mariota. Mariota's problem is simply this. He's due to make $10 million this year. If you trade for that contract, that contract beca- and you make him your starter, that contract's $20 million because he's got so many incentives in that contract. So it's going to be very challenging for you to trade for him without redoing that contract. Nobody's going to take that deal on and pay him $20 million when you really don't know what you're getting. Are you, what, what Mariota are you getting? And so I think that's, what, that's why. Very interesting stuff coming from Lombardi there in that conversation. And I mean, that, that contract, those contract details are something that's, that is definitely concerning, something that the Washington football team is going to have to weigh when they're, when they're talking about trade negotiations. If they do indeed talk to the, to the Las Vegas Raiders or if they're in conversations with the Las Vegas Raiders, I mean, you're bringing Marcus Mariota in and you're not necessarily in a situation where you're guaranteeing him a starting job by any means, especially after re-signing Taylor Heineke to a two-year deal. You're probably in a situation where both these guys are going to come into camp they're going to battle it out. Hopefully you have some preseason opportunities, some joint practice opportunities to see them go against some live defenses a little bit. But even if you come into a competition situation, you're not going to want to take that risk like Michael was talking about. You bring in Marcus Mariota and you kind of let that contract ride and say, well, we'll compete and we'll see what happens. Uh, and you know, let's say he beats out Taylor or if Taylor gets injured or something, and then you do end up having to pay him those that $20 million contract because of those incentives. That's just That's a lot of money. Uh, to be paying a quarterback like Marcus Mariota, whose future is very much uh, up in the air and in question. So either a, a contract restructuring or, I mean, essentially the, the Las Vegas Raiders are almost going to basically have to give him away for basically nothing for a team to take on a risk like that. Uh, so, I mean, just there's a very interesting situation going on with Marcus Mariota as the Las Vegas Raiders continue to figure out what they're going to do with their future and uh, as well as the Washington football team. So just a little bit of news to get the get the week started, get the episode started there from some sources and some developments. And again, a lot of it is speculation and, and a lot of it is is unconfirmed information and all that stuff. But still, uh, as with any team that has quarterback questions, always an interesting always an interesting situation to have so many veteran quarterbacks potentially available on the trade market this offseason. We're going to get into some more speculation and some more possibilities of what might be coming in mock draft form. We've got a little bit of an interesting uh, mock situation, mock draft type of column to also talk about here in our coming segments and if you guys think you know what's going to happen with some of these quarterbacks some of these teams you can go ahead put your money where your mouth is if you feel so inclined to do so and if you want to we want you to go to bet online the one place that we trust the one place that i bet whether it's prop bets straight up against the spread whatever i do i do it at betonline.ag betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but the nba college basketball and the nhl are in full swing major league baseball is right around the corner BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to BetOnline on your computer or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do to get that bonus is use promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Speculation season in full effect coming up in segment two of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, back now for segment two here, the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I am David Harrison, your host for today's episode on Twitter at dharrison82. After you're done listening to today's episode of this show, get more of the sports you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from your local experts. Start your day with all your sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. As we get into segment two here, guys, there's there's a little bit of an interesting story, kind of a fun story, and, and really just perfect for the offseason uh, something that's been happening in Tampa. And as, as some of you know who have listened to uh, my appearances here in the first two weeks of joining Chris here at the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, I also host or co-host the Locked On Bucks podcast and cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Locked On Podcast Network as well as SB Nation. And if if you caught some of the highlights, some of the some of the 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 fun, the shenanigans, I guess if you want to call that going on during the Tampa Bay Buccaneers boat parade that they had in the city of Tampa to celebrate the Super Bowl. 55 victory then you probably saw the video of tom brady kind of underhand pitching uh the lombardi trophy from the boat that he was on to the boat that a bunch of other players and other people were on including tight end cam Brate, who actually caught the lombardi trophy that was actually a fairly impressive catch if you think about it. he caught it by the football on the lombardi trophy well that that moment for most people anyway, especially in the moment was a celebratory one. It was a fun one. Uh, it was just a bunch of guys cutting loose after a long stressful season and, and reaching the top of the mountain and winning the championship and the fans uh, who were, who were present in the media that caught it on film and, and the team members that took pictures of it and everything else. Everybody kind of had fun of fun with it, but one person uh, did not find it so fun. And that of course, and that, that is, if you haven't heard about it is Lorraine gross. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. G R O H S. So I apologize if, if I'm saying that miscorrectly, but uh, she was very upset. And uh, if you if you haven't seen the clip yet, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for you here, so you can at least hear the audio of what Lorraine had or uh, what had Lorraine so so upset about it. It takes a lot of work, a lot of hard work, um, a lot of hours go into it. It just really upset me that this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown as if it was a real football. I didn't sleep for the past two nights because of this. I was that upset because I, I know the, the passion that goes into this trophy and how my dad and all, all his fellow silversmiths are so proud to make this. I personally would like an apology, not just to me and my family and the other silversmiths, um, but to the, to the fans. All right, again, that was the voice of Lorraine Gross, the daughter of Greg Gross, who apparently was the master silversmith who crafted uh, the very first Lombardi trophy and, and kind of explaining why Tom Brady tossing the trophy from one boat to another to his teammate made her uh, kind of upset. And, and listen, guys, I'm not, I've read a lot of the comments. This video now has over 5 million views. So to say that that video of, of her talking about this has gone viral is an understatement. But um, so a lot of you out there are probably seeing it already. And and, and listen, here's here's kind of the way that I'm going to I'm going to discuss is it, it kind of goes with grieving, right? There's there's a there's a way to grieve and everybody kind of has their own way of grieving. And I kind of think about my family versus my wife's family. And I'll tell you, like, if you go to a funeral uh, from my side of the family, it's a very somber, you know, experience. And there's really not a lot of laughing or, you know, people who haven't seen in a while, seen each other in a while. You're not really, you know, shaking hands and cha- exchanging stories. It's a very sad occasion, right? 
But if you go to a funeral on my wife's side of the family, it's, it's a celebration of life. It's a celebration of the life that has passed, but it's a celebration of their life as it was and stuff like that. And, it's, and neither way is necessarily right or wrong. It's just different ways that people do things. And when it comes to celebrations, you know, people are, are also similar. And I'm sure that there are players out there who would never imagine, you know, tossing the Lombardi uh, across the bay in, in Tampa, Florida to a teammate of theirs to another boat. And there are people who think it's no big deal and everybody should just relax. I'm not going to tell Lorraine how to feel. I'm not going to tell you guys how to feel about the story, you know, whether you agree with her, whether you don't, all that stuff. And I'm not going to tell the Tampa Bay Buccaneers how they should celebrate a Super Bowl win, but it's something that's pretty significant out there and actually caught the attention of Washington football team defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio. And, you know, knowing what I do know of Jack and, and kind of his personality, I really wouldn't expect him to take something like this all that seriously. He kind of retweeted the video who by that time had been caught on by the score, a Twitter account, uh, and shared by them and just kind of laughed about it and and wrote no, no to Lolo. So obviously Jack not really taking it very seriously, but just kind of one of those things that's going on going on in the in the sports world right now uh, pertaining to football. So if you haven't heard about that story yet, uh, you can go ahead. If you want to check it out, Fox 4 out of Fort Myers, Florida, is actually the news site that had the story and, and published it in the first place. You can find that at fox4now.com and find that video. Uh, from the Fort Myers woman who wants an apology from Tom Brady uh, on behalf of her, her family, all silversmiths, and even NFL fans. And I can tell you that reading the comments, uh, not all of the comments, because there are a lot of them, uh, reading most of the comments or a good chunk of the comments anyway, most football fans don't really feel that an apology is in order. But, uh, you know, good luck to Lorraine in her pursuit for, you know, feeling wronged. And that's that's what it is. She feels wronged. So she's doing what she can to hopefully uh, get her or justice, I suppose. So moving on from that, guys, we're it's mock draft Monday now. So we're going to get into a mock draft. This one comes from NBC Sports, uh, and, and it's by Glenn Morgan or Glenn Morgan. I'm not really sure how to say the name is G-L-Y-N-N Morgan. And starting off at the top of this mock draft, guys, of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting quarterback Trevor Lawrence. I expect that's going to be the trend all offseason, and I would be incredibly surprised unless something really dramatic happens uh, here between now and April for that to change. Trevor Lawrence fully expected to be Urban Meyer's uh, first quarterback there as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, he's dealing with his own set of issues as well. At pick number two, the Jets go offensive lineman, followed by Jamar Chase, who's the first wide receiver off the board, going to the Miami Dolphins with the number three overall pick, which at one time belonged to the Houston Texans franchise that is suddenly in, in quite a, a level of disarray themselves. The second offensive tackle comes off the board at number five at Cincinnati Bengals, followed by the first cornerback, Caleb Farley, going to the Philadelphia Eagles at pick six out of Virginia Tech. Uh, Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith heading to the Detroit Lions to, to join Jared Goff. Joey forces with Jared Goff, see if they can't resurrect that franchise. Wide receiver out of Alabama, of course. Quarterback Justin Fields, the second quarterback taken off the board, but not till pick eight out of Ohio State going to the Carolina Panthers. So maybe Teddy Bridgewater becomes available in a trade. I don't know. Maybe they just keep him and they have Justin as well, kind of double dipping in the quarterback pool. The very the, the very next pick is where the very next quarterback goes as, as Glenn has the Denver Broncos selecting Zach Wilson out of BYU uh, to either compete or replace Drew Locke. Moving on down the list, division rival the Dallas Cowboys selects Patrick Sertain, the second cornerback out of Alabama, the 6'2", 202-pound defensive back. Probably a pretty good fit there in Dallas if they take him. Inside linebacker Micah Parsons out of Penn State, projected to go to the New York Giants, join former, another former Penn State alum in uh, Saquon Barkley, coming back from his injuries there. Quiddy Page, who's been an edge defender that a lot of people have been talking about this offseason, goes at number 14 to the Minnesota Vikings. 
And eventually we get to number 19, the Washington football team drafting quarterback Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, the fourth quarterback off the board. And Glenn writes, quote, drafting an immensely talented athlete like Lance would be a proactive move for Washington, especially considering incumbent starting quarterback Alex Smith's age and injury history. Although Lance complete, competed in less than 20 college games and essentially sat out the 2020 season, his impressive 2019 campaign where he won the FCS National Championship with a 16-0 record is impossible to ignore. Still, there are nuances to the position he lacks, and sitting out a year didn't present opportunities to sharpen them against competition. Lance flashes franchise potential. He just needs a team that believes in him and trusts he'll develop sooner than later. So the 19th overall pick, Washington football team selecting quarterback Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Again, that mock draft by Glenn Morgan over at NBC Sports. And I got to tell you guys, right off the bat, I really don't like the pick. Um, it's not that I don't necessarily like Trey Lance to a certain extent. It's that I don't think he's ready to step into a franchise quarterback role. And I understand the Washington football team just signed Taylor Heineke to a two-year deal, so they don't necessarily have to feel the pressure to force Lance into that role. Uh, but you guys know how this works. With the first-round draft pick, you know, the first sign of struggle from the Washington offense and people, owners, you know, people, you know, fans, people in the front office, even people in, in, the, in the locker room are going to want to see Trey Lance get his opportunity. You kind of look at what happened with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts, not even a first-round draft pick. And when things started going, you know, unwell there in Philadelphia, uh, there was a sudden scramble for uh, Jalen Hurts to get a bunch of playing time. And you kind of look down the, the draft board, and and there are some players here that the, the Washington football team could have used and could have really taken advantage of. Uh, I mean, going number 20, right behind the Washington football team, they, this mock draft has Chicago Bears taking Michigan offensive lineman Jalen Mayfield, who is a, a versatile tackle uh, they can play multiple positions along the offensive line. Uh, wide receiver Jalen Waddle goes number 23 to the Jets. And I mean, there's a lot of people who said that before his injury, Waddle was actually the better wide receiver in Alabama and was on pace to have a better season than Devontae Smith, who ended up winning the Heisman Trophy. So, I mean, you have a, a potential Heisman Trophy quality wide receiver uh, available here, you know, in the, in the mid to late parts of the NFL draft on a team that could definitely use another wide receiver to compliment Terry McLaurin there. Even further down, I mean, you've got Trayvon Morig, uh, the safety out of TSU who who won, or TCU, sorry, who won the uh, the Thorpe Award for the nation's best defensive back. Uh, he, can, he can tackle, he can defend passes. He has seven career interceptions as well. And he doesn't go to a pick 25 to the Jacksonville Jaguars and is the first safety off the board. And then even beyond that, you look at pick 31 to the Kansas City Chiefs, you have Alabama offensive lineman Alex Leatherwood, who, I mean, he's got some potential in him, some skill. And a, and a pedigree there coming out of Alabama that's known for producing NFL quality professionals. Uh, 32nd pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was Najee Harris running back out of Alabama. I don't know that I would necessarily say the Washington football team should take a running back there, but, uh, you know, I mean, Najee Harris, along with Antonio Gibson, I mean, if anything, trade back, uh, net you some more middle round draft picks uh, and see if you can't nab Najee Harris there at the top of the, the end of the first round and get that fifth round or get that fifth year option to go along with them. If, uh, if a team is willing to tr deal with you. So, I mean, again, it's, it's kind of, it's nothing about uh, Trey Lance specifically, you know, per se, that, that kind of has me disliking that pick. It's more so where the franchise is. You know, I don't think that they're ready to bring on a quarterback like Trey Lance. I don't think they have the infrastructure around him to, to help him be successful. And I just feel like he's a quarterback who's going to kind of need that. Uh, so that's kind of my reaction to that mock draft. Of course, you guys can let us know on Twitter. You can find me. At D Harrison82, you can find the show at Locked WFT Pod. Of course, if you want to let Chris know what you think about it too, 
Even though he wasn't on the episode, he usually listens to the show. So he'll probably hear my thoughts and my reactions. And of course, if he has a different reaction, we can share that with you on tomorrow's episode. But moving on now into our final segment of today's episode, we've got another, it's not really a mock draft, but it's kind of a mock draft themed uh, conversation that I found online that I want to kind of share with you guys and give my thoughts on as well. That and this entire episode, this entire show brought to you in part by Built Bar. And if you're, if you're not aware of it yet, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar you will ever taste if you give it a try. And trust me, guys, I was in the army for 20 years. I have tried a lot of different protein bars and none of them taste as good as Built Bars do. They come in 18 amazing standard flavors and there's always new flavors coming out. Limited releases coming out. They just had a coconut brownie limited release bar that came out. We got some of those and those were really good. Some of those flavors are 12 originals consisting of flavors like banana bread, mint brownie, which is my wife's favorite. And then some of their new flavors that launched just this season, including cookies and cream, which is my new favorite and cherry barcia, which has become my mother-in-law's favorite. The best part about built bars guys is that not only do they taste good, but they're actually good for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for people on the keto diet. All you got to do to get involved with builtbar.com is go to the website, builtbar.com, use a promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off of your next order or your first order and every order after that of the best tasting protein bar you'll ever try. Again, that's promo code locked on at builtbar.com to get 20% off of your next order of built bars. What do the other teams not want to see the Washington football team achieve in the offseason? That is our final conversation for today's episode. Coming up in segment three here, the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back now to wrap up today's episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82. My normal co-host, Chris Russell, is off for today's episode, but you can still find him on Twitter at russellmania621. You can also find him covering the Washington football team, Washington sports, really, at the Team 980 and 106.7 The Fan in D.C., and then covering the Washington football team specifically for SI. Find the show at the Locked On WFT Pod on Twitter. Join the Draft Network's Trevor Sykema and Ben Solak every weekday on Locked On NFL Draft. Every Monday through Friday, Trevor and Ben break down everything you need to know about the NFL Draft, upcoming prospects, and more through the Draft Scouting Lens. With mock drafts every Monday, get an early look at which top prospects may be available for your team over at Locked On NFL Draft. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys, we've talked news. We've talked mock drafts. Now let's have a little bit of fun, courtesy of our friends over at SB Nation and Blogging the Boys. Uh, one of their writers recently put up a column titled, What is your worst nightmare first round draft scenario for a rival team of the Dallas Cowboys? And of course, uh, a nightmare for the Dallas Cowboys is a dream for every other team in the NFC East, or fans of them at least. And I thought this was a really interesting idea, so I wanted to read it, and I found it uh, incredibly entertaining. I'm going to share with you what they said about the Washington football team, but I also want to share with you what they said about the other teams in the division as well. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, the writer there said his NFL draft first-round nightmare to see the Philadelphia Eagles pull off would be drafting Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith, writing, quote, 
while LSU's Jamar Chase is a name that comes up a lot for the Eagles mock drafts, there's another receiver I would not want to see with wings on his helmet this upcoming season. The quickness and ball-catching ability of Alabama's Devontae Smith could finally give the Eagles a premier talent at the position. It would even reunite him with his former teammate as Jalen Hurts played three years in Alabama before transferring to Oklahoma. He even includes a little uh, little video there of Jalen Hurts throwing a, a touchdown pass to Devontae Smith back in their Alabama teammate days. Uh, for the New York Giants, he says his worst nightmare last year was that the Giants might take Iowa offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs, who actually ended up being the last of the top four offensive tackles going into the draft selected. He was taken with a 13th overall pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tristan Wirfs, now a Super Bowl champion, while the guy that the New York Giants did draft, uh, George's Andrew Thomas, who many thought would end up in Tampa, actually ended up in New York with the number four overall pick. And basically, this writer says that since they didn't get the guy they really needed and really wanted uh, last year, they're going to go ahead and try it again by drafting Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman from Northwestern, writing quotes uh, with Solder, Nate Solder being 33 years old, and last year's starting right tackle Cameron Fleming, a free agent. The Giants should continue to look to revamp the offensive line. Northwestern's Rashawn Slater is the second most talented offensive lineman in the draft following Oregon's Panay Sewell. And he can play both inside and out, offering the Giants extra flexibility as they sort things out. Slater is a name who has come up for the Cowboys as a potential choice for pick 10, and for good reason. He's a talented player who could be a strong fixture along the offensive line for many years. And the last thing we'd want, the Cowboys, is to have the Cowboys go against him twice per year. So an interesting selection there, going offensive line in back-to-back years for the New York Giants, trying to help out Daniel Jones uh, as they also look for Washington or for a wide receiver help. And then finally, we get to their thoughts about the Washington football team. And in his writing, they praise the selection of Chase Young uh, with the number two overall pick out of last year's draft, uh, saying that was a no-brainer, which, okay, maybe I can agree with a little bit. Uh, his he's t- talking about his seven and a half sacks, earning a Pro Bowl right out the gate, and then, of course, defensive rookie of the year. His prediction, however, is that they have a trade moving up with the Detroit Lions. Washington football team would then send the 19th overall pick the number 82nd overall pick in the third round and a 2022 first round draft pick to the Detroit Lions for the right to select seventh overall to take North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance. And this writer wrote, quote, Washington can make a big move and take a chance by going after the high risk, high reward quarterback Trey Lance of North Dakota State. Things should get crazy as a quarterback sweepstakes always is. And we can see a Cowboys division rival get right in the middle of it. Washington is actually a good landing spot for a player like Lance as they could leverage off the veteran presence of Alex Smith while they develop their young star. Recently, Dane Brugler from The Athletic completed his mock 3.0, and he has Washington making a similar move for Lance. In that mock draft, Dane Brugler wrote, with Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, and Taylor Heineke, Washington has several short-term options at quarterback, but Lance will give the organization a young, high-upside player with the physical talent and football character that translates well to the pro level. With the competition of quarterbacks in this draft, it will likely take multiple draft picks, including a future first to make this deal happen for Washington. Uh, if you guys have already listened to the rest of this episode, you know that I'm not going to like that deal at all. I mean, uh, listen, as, as much as I don't like the Washington football team pulling the trigger on a developmental quarterback in Trey Lance, who is not ready to step on the field and be a starter in the National Football League, and then not only that, but has also been missing a uh, nearly a full year of football himself uh, with some of the things that he needed to work on. Lack of competition. I mean, it's it's one thing when you have a veteran miss a full year of football because of an injury or something like that to come back and try to get back on track. It's a totally different thing when you have a quarterback coming from 
college, not only college, but a small school. Yes, they have a track record for success, and I understand that, but he's missing a lot of time to spend a first-round draft pick on him is risky enough to trade up and trade a future first-round draft pick as well as your current first-round draft pick to go get him is even more risky. I mean, you're pretty much looking at a situation where you, this guy's got to take you to the playoffs, you know, three out of his first five seasons or else it's going to be an absolute bust. Uh, so that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy who, who quite frankly, in year one is not ready to step into those shoes. So really you're looking three out of his first four years starting, unless you end up in a situation where Alex Smith or Taylor Heineke, whoever is starting a quarterback for you gets hurt. Uh, and then you have, you end up thrusting that rookie into the limelight uh, a lot faster than you expected to. Or, you know, again, going back to the same situation with Jalen Hurts, if, if it's Taylor Heineke leading this team, Alex Smith leading this team, whoever leading the team and they start to struggle, they start to, to have problems putting points on the board, everybody, the media, you know, the fans, the, the locker room even, is going to start calling to see this first-round pick uh, that you went out there and got, especially if you're trading extra draft capital for him. Just to me, to me not a situation uh, that I think you can put a guy like Trey Lance in and expect to be successful. But I thought it was interesting – um, you know, Trey Lance definitely has a lot of tools that you would expect to work in a Ron Rivera type of team. Uh, obviously, he's had some success with mobile quarterbacks that also have the ability to throw the ball a little bit, and Trey Lance fits that mold. But again, uh, you know, if, if this team had an aging, you know, uh, veteran quarterback that you could rely on, like an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or something like that, I would feel a lot more comfortable with the Trey Lance selection because you you believe that you wouldn't be forced to put him on the field sooner than he's ready to. Uh, but but taking Trey Lance in this situation with Taylor Heineke really being the only solid quarterback that we know is going to be here in 2021 seems a little risky. And then if you go out and you get a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson or something, you really don't need him. So, again, these mock drafts are very early, and they're looking at the rosters right now. We've got a long way to go. A lot of deals that have been talked about that still need to be made and uh, some free agent signings that have to be decided as well. So, obviously, this thing will be an ever-developing conversation but some interesting things, just kind of see how people on the other side of the division are looking at this Washington football team. And, and interesting to know that this team or that these people do feel like the Washington football team is very close to being a consistent competitor, not just a winner of the worst division in the National Football League, uh, which is exactly where I think they are as well. So that's going to wrap up today's Mock Draft Monday. Some news, some entertainment, some fun. Hopefully you guys had fun. I had fun recording it. Chris will be back with me tomorrow. We will come back together and have some more conversations, probably have another free agent to talk about at the end of tomorrow's episode as well. In the meantime, follow Chris at WrestleMania621. And again, find him at the Team 980, 106.7 The Fan in D.C. and covering your Washington football team for Sports Illustrated. Find the show at Pod. I have been your host, David Harrison. Find me at dharrison82. Thanks for listening. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. And thank you for joining me right here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.